What is a summertime patriot? Y'all heard me use this term many times. A summertime patriot is someone who is willing to stand up for what's right and willing to take pride in their nation and stand for the rights and liberties and freedoms that we were granted just because we were born here. When it's easy. When it's popular. When it's fun. When it's cool. There are people that talk a good talk, but they do not walk a walk. When shit gets hard, they run. When it's time to make that hard call and say that hard thing. Well, it's don't rock a boat, don't cause drama. Well, surely it can't be that bad. Well, come on. They'll be better than that, won't they? And they sit there and they do nothing. And we've all been guilty of it for far too long. It's how we got to this particular part. Wake up! These are the times the dry man's souls, the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot, will in this time of crisis shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands by deserves the love and thanks of men and women. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What obtained too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. We seek fellow winter soldiers, because unlike the sunshine patriots, we stand by our country. Through thick and thin, doing whatever it takes to serve it, including exposing the crimes of those in government, in order to steer it back to the right track. Let it be told that in the depth of winter, when nothing but hope and virtue could survive, that the city and the country, alarmed at one common danger, came forth to meet and to repulse it. The term winter soldier is contrast of the summer patriot, who deserted at Valley Ford because things got hard. We were drawing the blood red line, have to be the winter soldiers now. We could be quiet. We could comply and live peaceful lives, but we feel because of what threatens this country, the medical tyranny, the silencing of dissenting voices, not from foreign nations, but our own government, it is why we must speak and stand. Remember the final line of the declaration that we mutually pledged each other, our lives, our fortunes, and our secret honor. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It must be fought for, protected, for if trouble must come, let it come in our time, so that our children can live. Against all the evil that hell can conjure, all the wickedness that mankind can produce, we will send unto them. Welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tia. And I, I didn't come in nice and quiet this time, so I didn't freak you guys out, right? Yeah, you know, seriously, like, what the hell? He, he started the last one just really calm, cool, collected, high. I'm Odin. I'm like, oh, fuck. And then we <laughs> talked about the four horsemen of the apocalypse running crazy all over the earth. Yeah, I, I like it better. Radio DJ. He was like, hey. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we are joined today. This is our first official roundtable. We tried to get as many people as we could, uh, just so we could sit here and uh, review a certain movie. Apparently, you might or might not have heard it. It's called Two Thousand Mules, and with us we have Freya, Hi. and we have Bjorn. Fellows, Freya. Uh, oh, excuse me. Apparently, I was headbanging too hard. We're gonna stick something loose. So anyhow, so all right. Here, here's where we, here's where we get to find out who did their homework with a show of hands. You don't you have guys. to, Freya. Tier 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 watched it three fucking times. So damn, it made it made up. It where, didn't get any better each time I watched it. It got fucking worse. All right. So for those of you that watched it, I want. Uh, uh, a quick synopsis of your initial feelings about the documentary. Now, in, in the interest of fairness, I like Dinesh D'Souza, but he is not my favorite pers- person. Like, I like his work. I don't like him as a person. So, my mine is a little negative. So, we're going to start with Bjorn. So... I do, I do a little something extra too, you know, a little extra credit. I, I researched online and I saw some, I really wanted to see the opposite because what I saw too, what, what I was looking at really is just a mountain of evidence in my opinion. And the way they kept adjusting what they were, um, how they were going to determine what was fraud and what wasn't, you know, and it just, they kept having to increase and increase and increase. So I, I looked online and I saw some negative, like, you know, some negative reviews. And to me, it's just like, because people are saying that, that there's not enough evidence in that. And it's very uh, bipartisan. It's very, I'm sorry, very partisan, you know, and it's very, uh, you know, and, and honestly, I could see that too. Like, you know, it's, it's not very, you know, for somebody to sit there and think that, you know, it, ha- it has a meaning, it has an agenda, but in my opinion, it's overwhelmingly true. You know, I just feel like there's just a mountain of evidence in it that really proves it. And they have like the video evidence of people dropping off, you know, ballots. Like there's no excusable reasoning for that. Four million hours. (laughs) Minutes. I can't remember. Four million minutes of footage. Of footage of people just, I mean, Fox well, now, hold on. Before we go too Fox. farther into that, understand that footage is not just random footage. That is the actual surveillance footage from the states, the official surveillance footage that they yeah. were required to have. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I, I came at it kind of like Bjorn did. I really thought this was going to be another Trumpster bullshit. I really did. I thought it was just going to be in your face. You know, we lost, blah, 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 blah. And but the sheer evidence like i watched it three times right we 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 discussed this i watched it three times and it kept getting worse and worse and worse the fact is they came at it from a non-biased point of view the original the people that originally tracked the geocaching data and everything else was literally to make sure that it was a secure election regardless of who won but the part that terrified me was the 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 fact that they just barely scraped the surface, and they, it's not like they kept, you know, expanding their search to to grow how many mules and how many votes. They kept narrowing it, and it was still getting worse. 
the minimal the fact amount, that it was right they they start, uh correct me if i'm wrong because it I, was I, 10 I, boxes the but in addition to that they also had to have gone to five election offices and they and they used a minimum count of three ballots per drop but you saw in the video that they had bags and backpacks full of, full of ballots. So that's what I like. Like because you know we we live in an age, and you know you guys know it's been everyone and been anybody. I want receipts. I want receipts. I want receipts. Show us receipts. They had them, and the criteria in the beginning was so minimal. The fact that like for them in order to for them to want to include it or or make it you know be able to say like this is fraud that they had to expand upon it because every step of it was fraud it's like there's so many uh, receipts there's so much evidence there's so much tampering and the sheer audacity of how blatant how blatant they were you know like it wasn't even tried like they tried to sneak it in like they were doing this yeah you know, maybe at odd times like this was a blatant disregard for what don't you vote at 347 in the morning I had to talk to you guys at 347. <laughs> <laughs> he got a point. I think what, what shocked me, I think what shocked me the most was they kept narrowing their focus. They narrowed it. Like if you start out, like when you just drop it down one level, right? And you it, it changed it to what, to 10 ballot boxes? Um, no, they went from so 10, to, 10 five. to 5. Five ballot boxes kept the you know kept the um, voter organizations, and, and you realize that it exponentially grew. Yeah, it wasn't like a small growth. Like when, when you're talking in Philadelphia, almost a quarter of a million votes. Yeah. So I know Freya that you did not watch the movie, but if somebody told you that they had evidence, right? It, we're going to pretend that you work for the Republican Party, right? You have somebody who presents you with evidence that just the tip of the iceberg that was mentioned was enough to overturn the election in the four swing states or the four key states would have given it to, to Trump. Don't you think you should have said something? Yes, I, I know we have doggy issues. Don't you, th don't you think you would have said something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody said anything. Well, not only that, they downplayed it. Now, here's the thing. If this was the most secure election in history, if we're to believe them, right, I'd have to put my head up my own ass to believe this. But let's say I chopped my, you know, IQ down to that of a fucking potato and I fucking believe them. And this is the most secure. Holy shit, then I don't want to see any insecure <laughs> election. But... Because okay. they only focused on the certain key states. They were, and not even the whole state. They were focused on just certain cities. Yeah, and it was enough to overturn the election just in where they examined. But but let's put that aside. I really like this movie because it didn't say Trump's coming back in office. It didn't say that we need to kick Biden out and throw Trump in. You know, that's what the, the Q people are all about, the right? second coming. You know? Yeah, it's, it's not the, the second, second coming. coming. He's going to ride back in and save us. The yeah. message was very clear. Here's the evidence. The problem is not to distrust the system and not vote. It is to become more active and help secure the vote. 
right? We need to address these issues and examine them so that we can sit here and uh, and take actions to prevent it because we will turn into a banana republic very quickly. I think so one like, of the things that I liked a lot was when the movie starts, he doesn't even specify that he wants Trump to win or wants somebody else to win. Doesn't specify. He's what do you the one of the first things that he says is you should be worried because the integrity of your election is the foundation of democracy. Yeah, absolutely. What like, you as an American should be worried and concerned if it's not a fair or or secure election. Then you're fucked. Your vote means nothing. Did in either direction. Yeah. I want to call back to the initial interview he did with the radio talk show hosts. The one because he has a uh, he has a show. He went and talked to his fellow broadcasters. They were all conservative. We're talking Dennis Prager, Charlie Kirk, uh, Larry Elder. You know them, right? The the big the big conservative minds, right? And he says. You know, you why don't you guys talk about the election fraud? And it was every one of them across the board says it's a political hot button issue. Nobody's been able to prove uh, nobody's been able to prove it enough that it's worth talking about. And to after them. they show them the evidence, I lost all respect for Dennis Prager. Yep. Because every one of them saw the evidence and went. This is shocking. Nobody put this together before. Nobody tried to expose this. And then they showed the, the guy that did try. And nobody paid attention to him. That means that the people in power were fine as long as they were the people in power. It is only when they lose their power. And that is right and left. As long as they were in power, they didn't care what happened. And Dennis Prager says, well, I don't think that evidence is secure, it is solid enough. Did you not watch what we just watched? Well, it's funny you remember early on, like, I, I, I can't, I don't remember who said it. I want to say it was Larry Elder that said it, but no, no, it was uh, not Prager. Who was, who was sitting by Prager? I don't remember. He goes, I don't think there was election fraud. He goes, or he says, I'm not going to, there's not enough evidence. He goes, well, Dennis is a coward. I'll tell you what it is. Oh, when, yeah. got to the, when you got to the very end and you realized that it didn't matter, the evidence, and, and I sat, sat there, I was like, I used to respect the shit out of you, but if you're going to ignore the evidence, and I'm not saying that Trump should be in charge, that's not what I'm saying, but if there's enough evidence to make you question the integrity, to at least open an actual fucking investigation. He is one of these people, just like most of the conservatives that we know, that will sit there on the fence and wish and were until their fucking pronouns are there in a camp. Yeah. So, you know, when you would think that, though, when statistics started rolling in on districts and you have 110% of people showing up for the vote, 110%, you know, over, you know, over a hundred percent. First of all, to have a hundred percent of people in any district show up to actually vote, you know, is an unrealistic anomaly. What I loved what they did is they said this is not new. They've been doing this for a long time. They Kennedy did it in Texas. Kennedy did it in Illinois. Uh, they talked about some of the other historical examples, and it was like, wow. 
what was that movie? I forgot. I forgot the name of the movie when they were trying to rig an election and they were like, and they were standing outside the bowling place, the the ballot uh, places, and they're like, "How many times you vote?" The guy's like, "Twice." He's like, "Only twice? Get back in line." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think what bothers me the most is the fact that we know that this isn't real, and we also know, like they say that you know. It, the, if you believe mainstream media that you know absentee ballots are are secure and safe, and then you literally watch as they go back a couple of years prior prior to this election, and you go, hey, it's the easiest one to commit fraud with. They're sending them out, even if you send them out by request, right? Even if somebody request they request a ballot and they send them out to an address, they're not being locked in secure mailboxes. They're not being hand delivered. They're not being uh, sent with receipt where you have to sign for it or anything. It's being put in the mail. And you would have to assume that people have their own agenda, whether they're mail carriers or whether they're, you know, uh, just people in the apartment buildings or whatever it is. It's not hard to collect these ballots. You know what terrified me? And I, because I didn't know this. And I actually went to look it up after watching this the third time. I went to look it up. The chain of custody for an absentee ballot one that's dropped off in those ballot boxes pretty much goes to shit after you take that ballot out of the envelope. Yep. Once you do that, there is no connection to the original ballot. So as long as they have, as long as they have envelopes, as long as they have envelopes that match a signature, that's all they care about. Once it's pulled out, as long as the number of signatures matches the number of ballots, they don't look, they're no, they're not connected. So they can slip as many, which is trippy because that means that they could sit here and they could sit here and get a ballot that voted for Trump. Throw the ballot away and put a Biden one in. And what's crazy is 2,000 ballots come out, or 2,000 mules, the movie comes out, right? Have you heard about what's going on in uh, Venezuela and Brazil and Colombia? In in Colombia, they literally stopped a truck carrying ballots. The citizens did carrying ballots with guns and pulled the boxes of ballots out and poured them on the street for the citizens to see. And they were already p- filled out. Mm-hmm. So, look, the, yep. the other the other thing that's really maddening about this, right? Is if a if a mail in ballot's requested, it's not like they say, okay, tier needs a mail in ballot. We're gonna print one for tier. Here you go. No, these are mass produced, right? There's no chain of custody. There's no, you know, handing it off, signing it, or whatever it may be. And you know, th- these are these are mass produced, and they're not, you know, this this isn't like we're voting for the president of the Elks Lodge, you know, like where this this is like a major thing and i would have to think that so many republicans who were sitting on the fence who were saying that this isn't enough evidence are you know you really the rhinos yeah you really have to question the fact that you know when trump came in and he wanted to drain the swamp the biggest threat to our political system was somebody who's not overall a career politician getting into office did you hear the number of ballots that they mailed out no 20 million ballots were sent out. Not that's how many were requested, but because of COVID, it gave them the opportunity to send out 20 million ballots. 
I thought that they sent ballots to literally everyone. They pretty much. No, you have to. You're supposed to request them. I, I believe. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to? I did not get a ballot in the mail. I got one. But I didn't. But I'm going to be honest. I have noticed marks inside of my mailbox. So I'm pretty sure I've already been targeted. And they're like, nah, we're just not going to give him his. You know what? You know what the bitch of it is, though? You may not have received one in the mail, but you may still have cast a vote in a mail ballot. Well, ours, we live in a very small town. So if I show up, I don't have to show ID, but they still request ID and they still run it through the system to see if I have voted or not. Same here. And I'm in a small podunk town in the middle of goddamn nowhere. Yeah. I check. But the, but there's, see, there, that's the thing about absentee ballot. There is no need to check ID. And they're not targeting you. And they're not targeting the small towns. They're targeting the big cities. So, well, it, oh, go ahead. Uh, how many people um, of eligible voting age are in America? Like, what's what's the number? Because they sent twenty, they sent twenty million out. Yeah, we're at three hundred eight million people. No, we're at three hundred sixty-two million. Sixty-two million. But of age, uh, it's like three hundred million, or no, two hundred sixty million, because it's a hundred million kids under the age of eighteen that are ineligible to vote. But of that 260 million, only at maximum, right, maximum participation, less than 170 million Americans actually vote. It's not like Australia where they have the compulsory vote, right, where you have to vote. It's the law, right? It's only if you want to. And a lot of people don't want to. Well, think about this, though. They were even discussing how how it's really targeted towards minorities, especially in the Hispanic community, where they even have a name for it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, 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 politiqueros. Yeah. Where they go out and they help them fill out the and they send it back. There were multiple when you when you realize that. Not only is it easy to twist. But then you were looking at all the people that were in assisted living or any of, you know, how many people are incarcerated and can't vote? Most and, of them can't vote. If they're incarcerated and they're felons. But no, that's what I'm saying. Like, look at how many, how much of the population of that 260 million, how much of that population is imprisoned? There, there are factors that exclude, you know, okay, so it's 260 can, then you have X amount of felons, you know, X amount of this, X amount of that, and 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 it gets smaller. But the bottom line is that twenty million mail ballots is excessive to be when you when you figure when you figure that for the past several election cycles, the margin of victory in any particular state that was the Keystone State was less than a hundred thousand votes. 20 million is going to sway it. When you figure that in the average percentile of voters in the United States who are eligible is only like 35%, 20 million makes a big fucking difference. Fuck yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it would would definitely be significant. (laughs) I mean... Well, it, it, think about this though. One of the things that I was I was curious about, and I kept going back to it, and kept rewatching the, the the one particular part. When they when you realize that there are some states that do allow 
ballot harvesting where you're allowed to give it to uh, somebody to deliver it for you. But it has to be a family member. But it has to be a family member. And you're looking at these people. Here's the part that got me. Right after that, they show where they start taking pictures and they're wearing gloves. Yeah, that was be that was for the Georgia election runoff mm-hmm. election was because they sit here and it, they had the investigation uh, that was coming out starting December 23rd. And at that, the day after they made that announcement, all of the people started to wear gloves. But it, they weren't even trying to hide it though. How many of them were actually out there in public in front of everybody? In daylight. In broad fucking daylight doing this. Who shows up? At a ballot box with a backpack, or sorry, sorry, backpack is a little too strong. With a Walmart shopping bag full of fucking, uh, full of fucking ballots in the middle of the daytime while there are people standing around and just cramming these ballots in. And to be so inept that the first handful is so thick you can't get them in the ballot box. He dropped them. Fill them on the ground so everybody can see and continue to do it and then have either the lack of common sense or the sheer steel balls <laughs> to close it, step back, take a picture, remove the gloves, and throw them in the trash can, all within view of the camera, and all of them at the, in daylight. Okay, now here, here, I'm not a criminal mastermind, but it does not take a PhD from San Quentin to figure out maybe just maybe I shouldn't dump the gloves that I am wearing at the crime scene. They well, by the time they investigated it, the gloves are gone. They're gone. But, but and again... You know, they're going to now video evidence. Evidence isn't going to be enough. But no, here's the thing, though. Physical evidence is, you know. Well, here's the thing, though. If you're looking through the video evidence and you realize, you, you, okay, you could try to knock off some of these and be like, well, they were just delivering it for their family. Or on and on. They were just doing this. They were just doing that. You can try to hem and haw about it. But the second they start taking their gloves off and taking a picture, you have to go, hold the fucking phone. How about Something the a little sketchy? How about it's the video? Is my last girlfriend. How about the? How about the? Uh, the video that they had where the guy was paying people two hundred dollars for their ballot. Oh, how about the people that uh, the, the one of the the interviews that he does where the guy goes, "Yes, I will. Uh, I, I would actually do a dis- uh, not dissertation. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, where he would actually swear to it in court." Yeah, the one who worked for the Republicans, he told them. He went he went they they thought that the Georgia election was going to be tampered with because of what happened during the 2020 Trump election. So they sit here and they went and they stalked they 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 uh set up uh not stings, uh surveillance at different ballot boxes and they took pictures and videos of all of these people dumping the ballots in over and over and over again in the middle of the night and that one of the ladies saw him and confronted him and he took this evidence and presented it to the republicans and and the police and nobody did anything Did they not think that it was enough? 
No, it okay. Let Let's be honest here. What you have witnessed is the the fact that they're no longer hiding. That our elections are basically nothing more than a mob. It's a racket. And what they've done is, you know, no one wants to get involved. No one wants to say anything because you'll be a conspiracy crackpot. You're going to be the big lie. You're the racist because you're one of the insurrectionists. So on and so fucking forth. And most people don't have the fucking balls or the strength of their own goddamn convictions to stand up and do the hard thing. Because America is a bunch of fucking cowards. So So they let the American people tear each other apart. Yes, yes. Look back at the uh, 2016 primaries, right? They... Hillary Clinton, for all intents and purposes, didn't win that primary. You know, she did not win that primary. They did the same exact thing. To, to Bernie. Her, to, yeah, to Bernie, to get her on the ballot. You know, they did that the- with Biden in 2020 when he was losing in every race and he had to promise to put a black female Supreme Court justice. They made him make that promise on the debate stage, and then all of the sudden, all of the candidates all of a sudden decided that they were going to follow him. And people say it was because of that promise that we got Biden instead of Bernie, and that Bernie sold out. I think it's they knew what they were going to do to our country, and they wanted to put a potato in charge. That's my own opinion, though. Well, I mean, what's interesting is uh, one of the guys made a, and I want to say it was Gorka, that made the the comment. He goes, "You're going to tell me that the person who could fill out a sixty thousand person stadium in less than twenty four hours, a person who campaigned relentlessly, a person who got more votes than any other president in history and any other incumbent president in history, loses to a guy." who campaigned from his basement and has pictures of his rallies with 12 empty circles and couldn't even talk straight. And you're going to tell me that he got more votes than the first black president. Bill Clinton. I did not have relations with that woman. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. You may not be old enough to understand that reference. That Bill Clinton was, for all intents and purposes, when he was running and in office, was referred to frequently by the media as the first black president. Really? Oh, yeah. Why? I have no idea. Oh, wait, wait. Because he was so popular with them. He had that southern preacher accent. He sit here and he p- went on all the TV talk shows and he played the music. You know, he played yeah, the saxophone, the saxophone and uh, he went on our yeah Arsenio Hall. He did all of these things. Everybody that was just the moniker he got. The first black president. He was so popular. Jesse Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and all of those people. They were just crazy for him. If you look at his first election, too, he was relatively unknown. He was the governor of Arkansas, and he really didn't make a splash outside of Arkansas. But when he wait, wait, wait. I want to get us banned in the state of Arkansas. Fuck yeah. you. Fuck you. It's Arkansas. Damn it. It's Arkansas. And now we're officially banned in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, fuck <laughs> them. There's only like three down there, and they're going a circle for their family tree. Anyway, carrying on. You said three teeth. Um, <laughs> but I was, no, but like he, you know, once he started running, you know, and here is a well-spoken, articulate guy with the southern preacher, you know, vibe to him to reach that to all people once to unite America. Yeah, he reached out to the Bible Belt hard. Hard, yeah. Because you had George H.W. Bush, who was the, that's who he ran against the first time, who was, you know, this CIA spook, very stiff, old white man. Yeah, he was the establishment. And then you had this southern preacher who just gave the message right from the great book. And uh, people just ate it up. It was a different time, though. It was completely a different time. Yeah, but when you sit here and realize that, let's go back to something. We were talking about how he had more, uh, Trump had more votes than any other president in history, right? He had the most votes of any incumbent president in history. He also and I say no, no, I you can't say that because Biden had more votes than Trump did, so it is not a factual statement. Biden's not a president. He's president right now. Nah, he's puppet in but, charge, maybe. If, if you Same thing. Look, if you okay, look at, at Trump's entire presidency, right, with the nonstop impeachment trials, charges, all the shit that they came at him with, right? All, right. So, so look at his entire presidency as a whole and look at how they came at him. Now you're going to sit there and tell me that – not even sit there – like you – they were able to get away with these numbers in the beginning. If nobody looked at it, they were able to get away with these numbers because the Democratic Party, for the four years he was in office, did nothing but fucking hammer him. Even though nothing stuck to the wall, they did nothing but hammer him. So what they're going to sit there and say is, of course, record numbers came out for Biden. They wanted to get rid of this, this maniac who sent mean tweets and, you know, and, and well, didn't... deplorables following him. When they were when they were talking about you know is there any you know is there any reason to try to overthrow or cheat an election and and Gorka goes well if I think that the president's a fucking Nazi and I care about my country of course I would come out to vote against him and that is that dehumanization that they are trying to push upon you mm-hmm. they want us divided so that we will tear each other apart the moment that they can get you to believe that the person that is your enemy is not human or is less than you. Then they have no value. It's what they did with the abortion issue. They just have to get you to admit that you have no value. And then they can do whatever they want and justify it. Well, let's set the mules aside for a second. There's also another interesting conversation that happened in the movie where they made a comment. like, you know, talking about swaying elections, when the Hunter Biden laptop came out and it was hidden right before the election and even... Yeah, is it Jack Dorsey? Is that who it was in charge yeah. of Twitter before? And Jack Dorsey even admitted that it should not have been censored or hidden. He says that now. You of don't get to sit here now. and leave the company and then pretend you grew a set of balls. Yeah. You were a bitch. You're still a bitch. You will always be a bitch. And the only reason you're speaking out now is because you see all of the fucking conservatives throwing themselves to suck the dick of Elon Musk. And you want some of that love. Let's be honest. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's also let's take it a step further, because as soon as 
whatever's going on with Hunter Biden goes public, goes to trial. If he doesn't accept the plea, whether it be tax evasion, wherever this comes up, they're going to still argue because there are still people who believe that this is Russian uh, collusion, disinformation. They're going to believe that they're going to push it. The fact that this it's not a real factor, not a real entity. And this regards to the fact that people are going to jump on that and grab it and run with it to the drive it to the wheels fall off. Well, and it's regardless of the simple fact that it is actual concrete evidence of uh, what pro quid pro whatever it is quid pro quo, quid pro quo. yeah that and, and the fact that Biden knew more than what he said it, technically that alone would have made him ineligible to run. I don't know if you can necessarily claim that Joe Biden knew what was going on yesterday, much less. Years that's, ago. That's well, except for the fact that there are <laughs> supposed email correspondence between Joe Biden and people back yeah. and forth. I know, I but, know. You know, you would have to also say that this is it's kind of almost a treasonous act. You know, to sell well, what's, your... okay, well hold on. Stop right there. We're talking oil there, right? Talking fucking oil and, and different things back and forth and lining pockets. We're not talking about sending billions of dollars to them now. We're not talking about sending oil now, even though our gas prices are higher than they've ever been. We're not talking about sending baby formula and everything else over to them now and sending it to illegal immigrants now while our own people fucking die. If that's not goddamn treason, I don't know what is. But even I will for all this, I would say that the treasonous act is when you do something to better yourself at the cost of the American people, which you're supposed to be representing that right there, my friend, is treason. And now it's just even more blatant because now he's in a position he's he's got the he's got the big chair. And who would you want in that chair too? if you wanted to do all this other shit that the Democratic Party and the leftists and liberals are trying to pull right now? Who would you want in there? Would you want some articulate? Uh, well-spoken, well-thought-out guy? Or would you want an 87-year-old fucking mashed potato? Okay. Sit there so, and be like, oh, look, this is, look at the lights. The lights. He's gonna be like I do not know. I do not know if the Senate has passed the $40 billion to Ukraine, but the House did. Right? Say they pass it. That means that we have given $58 billion to Ukraine. Now, we have... The conflict started in February. The end of February. Just keep that timeline. We have given them $58 billion. Do you know what the yearly budget for the military in Ukraine is? $6 billion. We've given them $58 billion. Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. What is the military budget yearly for the Russian army? $60 billion. Which means we have given the Ukraine the equivalent of the yearly budget for the entire Russian army for an entire year in three months. Three months. So I'm going to tell you what I made a statement because people are like, why are we doing this? How is it possible to fail this bad? And I said, the one thing that I learned when I was in the military is that there are always two geniuses in every group when taking a test. The first genius is the one who scores 100%. The other genius is the one who scores a zero. Joe Biden and his administration have scored a zero. 
which means they know all the answers. The statistical possibility of not knowing the information and scoring a zero is damn near impossible. You have to know the material. If you think that they are failing because they're horrible, stupid, moronic, you are sadly mistaken. To fail on every front, you have to be a genius. And I'm not right. saying Biden's a genius, but the people that run him are a genius. Ah, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let me a little lay a little Southern wisdom down here for a second. If you believe that you can be that stupid and not get a single answer right, then you don't understand two, two sayings from the South. A broken clock is right twice a day. And even a blind pig gets a nut every now and then. If you, you cannot be that stupid. So... And again, I give this you know, great proverb. He throws out country wisdom, and all the people in the audience are like, "Yeah, hey, I get it when Tear says it better." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the other fact of it is, and what I had to really question, especially knowing what we do know from the Hunter Biden laptop, is how much of that money is actually being funneled back to the Bidens or funneled back to people because that's Ooh, the best way. That's the best I, way I can answer that question. Please. I can answer that question. All right. So somebody went out and did a whole lot more work than I do than I did and went and found out how much money was actually laundered based off of what we sent to Iraq and Afghanistan. For every one billion dollars that we send in aid to a country, 20 to 100 billion dollars gets laundered. So with that being said, in Afghanistan and Iraq, we spend over a trillion dollars. How much money is that? Wait, so for every one billion, twenty twenty billion on the low end, twenty billion gets gets laundered. So, say we did fifty-eight billion dollars to Ukraine. How much of that money, or how much money, has been laundered through the system? That's okay. Our, our, our economy is sucking, right? Yeah. It's horrible, right? Okay. Now check this. By the way, that's that's over uh, $1.5 trillion. For those of you who didn't want to do the math, I'm just rounding it for you. $1.5 trillion. Yeah, I know, dear. You see the three so... looking at each other like math? <laughs> I smash things. You, I smash things. You do the equations and tell me where to smash things. So... <laughs> So we're broke. We don't, we can't afford it, or, or at least we can't afford to take care of the American people. Apparently, we still have checks to write to everybody else. So I'm going to drop a number on you, and I want you to tell me if you saw this anywhere in the news. I've only found two sources of it, but two is all I need. Do you realize that in November or December timeframe of last year, that we gave a substantial sum of money? To Japan to prop up their economy. Do you know how much we gave them? Seven point three trillion dollars. But we can't. With a T. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not dead yet. We gave them seven point three trillion dollars, right? They went and turned around and handed over billions of dollars to Ukraine in aid. Damn. And we can't build a, a fucking wall that was going to cost sixty billion. Six. Six oh, that's right. Billion. Six billion. So the amount of money that we. 
think about this for a second. Cost four billion dollars more than it did cost to build the wall. Yeah, and, uh, so we are willing to send more money, almost almost what, ten times more money, to Ukraine than we are to secure our own goddamn Wait, border. Do you, okay, let let's do some math. For the amount of money that hold on, I'll make I'll round the fucking numbers, okay? For the sixty billion that because I'm rounding, right? Sixty billion that we have given to Ukraine. Do you remember when we talked about the doom and gloom of the EMP and how much it would take to sit here and harden our electrical grid? Yeah. Four <laughs> billion dollars. Four billion. The wall was six billion. That's ten billion. We could have done it six fucking times. We could have had a perfect infrastructure. As a matter of fact, if you look at all the jackasses that are braying all over uh, Musk buying Twitter for forty-four billion, they could have solved world hunger. Motherfucker, we just spent sixty billion to Ukraine. We could have solved world hunger, but we're not going to. It tie into the tie into what you you sent earlier, where you were like, "Hey, pre-game rage, let's go," because you know that's always just going to get my attention. We sent all this money to Ukraine. We sent oil to Ukraine. Yet. We can't even give baby formula to American citizens. Oh no no! How many? Wait, how many died? Wait, wait, how many died? Wait, we're at six right now that have been. It recorded. is. It is two thousand twenty-two. This is not okay. We're wait. giving the we're giving the formula. Okay, Abbott shut down the plant for bacteria in Texas. The 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 uh, baby formula. Uh, there were some other ones that got shut down because of bacteria, even though they've proven that that's not it, right? They're still not producing it. And what they do produce is being shipped to Ukraine for the war-torn mothers who can't produce best milk and the refugees at the southern border. They are receiving formula shipped to them to give it. Wait, wait, it gets better. Not only are they shipping the formula, but they have decided that they're going to start taking the VA doctors and sending them to the southern border and sending them to Ukraine. So, bring up go ahead. real quick, and not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but what was that entity, that world entity that came out and told Elon Musk that X amount of dollars would solve world hunger? The UN. The UN said that. They had How the balls. They had the, they had the brass balls. To tell Elon Musk he should sit here and help use his money to solve world hunger. And he said, how much? They said $6 billion. And he said, fine, if you tell me, if you give full transparency on how it's spent. Do you know why he made that statement and knew he'd never have to give them that money? Because we give them hundreds of billions of dollars a year. And they don't do dick with it, but line their fucking pockets. That's what I was just going to get at. So you'd have to figure six billion would solve world hunger. How? What would fifty-six billion do for the United States alone? Back into our infrastructure, back into our uh, population, back into you know maybe being a little self-sufficient instead of fucking whoring ourselves out to the world economy. 
Oh, 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 let me let me let me take this one step further. You know, I, I mentioned that we sent oil over to Ukraine, even though we've got higher gas prices than anyone else. And then in their infinite fucking wisdom, in their just sheer bullshit fuckery, they've ended the leases on what? The the Gulf and any of the other oil? Alaska. And Alaska. And Alaska. They has a larger has the largest reserve of oil in the world. We could put Saudi Arabia out of fucking business, but we have higher gas prices than we have ever had in ever. Why? Actually, Why? Do, wait, wait. Actually, money. Do you do you know? Do you, do you remember yesterday when I brought up the oil prices and couldn't figure out why the the price per gallon was so much higher, even though the value of a barrel of gas had gone down significantly? Mm-hmm. That we're at a hundred dollars a barrel, which should correlate to about two dollars and fifty cents a gallon. Do you know why it's not? Because the Saudis and OPEC are pissed off and gave a discount to China and Russia and those people and charge us a higher percentage because they're pissed at Biden. Wow. So we're being penalized. That $100 a barrel, that's the world price. So we are still paying $150 a barrel but the rest of the world is paying less than $100 a barrel. And the average is 101 And the fucking stupid part about it is, is we could actually say, fuck you, OPEC, and do our own. Do I have you... a question. Okay, go ahead. Uh, how much debt is the United States in? <laughs> We're over 30. Okay. The official number is $30 trillion. The unofficial number, when you sit here and you add in what we own in... Uh, in our own treasury bonds, the stuff that people don't talk about, you know, the the stuff that we own ourselves, what we do for pensions, it's a hundred and thirty-seven trillion dollars. So why are we giving money to anyone? Fair. <laughs> if I was president, I would walk out and I go. These are the countries are cool with. We'll still work with you if you need some money. We'll fucking, you know, we'll work out a deal. If this is the country that I hate you, that hates us, guess what? All the money that we gave you, that shit's done. If you owe us money, if we helped you rebuild off of a world war, your fucking bill has come due. And for people like China who don't fucking like us and screw us over whatever possible, we're going to sit here and be more like China. Right after Mao Zedong came into power and said all of the debt that we owe the rest of the world doesn't count because that was a different fucking regime. Suck it. That's what they did. That's what China did. We can't pay our own debt, but we can find a way to do $7 trillion to another fucking nation. We're about in default. Within within five years, we, we will be in default. What that means is that we our GDP will not exceed what we take in from our taxpayers, will not exceed what we owe in the interest payment alone. At that point, we default and we cease to be a monetary power at all, which means when that happens is everything drops. What the problem here is what we we can never do what Mao Zedong did is because 
we sold ourselves out. We sold our infrastructure out, all our major buildings and all our major uh, cities, everything, all our companies. We outsource everything. We are so reliant on the global economy and the global marketplace that we are pretty much so far behind the fucking eight ball that if we ever said that, forget about it. They, we could well, our power. Grid, okay. Everything would. Three quarters of the debt that we owe that our national debt is, is what we owe to American citizens. It is the pensions. It is the, the social security payments. It is the Medicare payments. It's the food stamps. That is where that debt comes from. Right? So if we had to wipe that out, we could. And if you think that the government getting in trouble uh, means that it's going to collapse all at once, no. Look at what they're doing. <clears throat> right now, Right now, those in charge know it's coming and they are cashing the fuck out before they can't. And they're going to leave you holding the bag. They will sit here and before it collapses, they'll shut off the Medicare, they'll shut off the the the, the subsistence payments, right? Will be like the last straw if it comes in a timely fashion. If not, they're going to do shit like they did with Coinbase. They don't like crypto. Because it's they can't control it yet, right? So look at what they did to Coinbase. They changed the reporting requirements that says, in a worst case scenario, what would happen if you lost 98% of the market value? And they said, well, our company would crash, of course. So all the headlines come out and say, Coinbase could lose... 98% of its earnings, like they, they published it as if it was currently happening. And everybody went, oh shit, I'm getting rid of my crypto like right now, which is why Bitcoin dropped below $30,000 for the first time in however many years. They literally cut the value of Bitcoin in a matter of two months by 50%. It was like, it, it, it's the equivalent to a run on the bank. Is pretty much what happened. That is exactly what they do. <clears throat> so, you know, going back real quick to how much money we're giving everybody else and how how fucked we are here, this fucking dickwad who's sitting in office also made a promise. How many, how many people have student loans in this group? I know I don't because I'm in private school. Like, you know, how, when's, like, all these I paid mine off while I was going to college as a stripper. Yeah. I believe it. I believe they it. paid you to put your clothes back on. That's true. We ain't, you know, we ain't talking so about the whole drag competition. Te technically, he was a dresser. <laughs> but so, but like, there's all these promises, all these campaign promises. Don't, listen, man, I didn't say it. He said it. Um, blame that guy. There's uh, all these campaign promises of all the shit he's going to do to make America, uh, you know, build back better, make America, you know, uh, better, you know. You know, build back better is literally the motto of the uh, the Great Reset uh -huh. and the World Economic Forum. Now, the dude, the dude, literally picked the conspiracy theory Great Cabal Great Reset motto to run for fucking president of the United States, and people are like, "Oh, this sounds good. Let's do this." He's a fucking <laughs> proven plagiarist. Of course, he did. You know. <laughs> But why would okay look if I'm gonna write a if I'm going to write a story about morals, I'm not going to quote the fucking devil. All right. 
<laughs> What's the? You're writing a book about morals. Yes. What is it? How to eat babies. I mean, and abandon all hope, all ye who enter here. Shit, that's Dante's Inferno. Um, um, uh, you know that. How to get away with murder? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, think about. Here's the thing that that bothers me. You mentioned something earlier, Bjorn, where you said, "Who would you rather have in charge if you were going to fuck this nation? Who would you rather have in charge? Someone who is eloquent and loved by the people, or somebody that can be, you know, manipulated?" What's happening here in a few days? Do you not know? They're voting on a amendment in the World Health Organization that basically in any time of endemic, pandemic, or any kind of health crisis... They're not voting. No, well, they're just putting it in. Yeah. They're going to do a roll call of 193 countries. Basically, so what happens? With us or you're against us. Well, yeah, and, and the the worst part about it is when you sit there and think about it, go wait. So anything like the flu, uh, I didn't think it was that bad until Pops mentioned it to me. I was like, oh shit, he's not wrong. They supersede the sovereignty of the of constitution any, of of the constitution of Parliament it's of any accords. Anything. Medical martial law yeah. is what it is. Medical martial law. Yeah, and you know the worst part about it is. Is that because we are part of the who? Thanks, Biden. We don't even have to agree to it. As long as two-thirds of the nations approve it, it go it is enacted. They'll be like, hey, Kate, you're allergic to pollen. Give us your guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see that in that way. I don't see that but they're going to distract the, the people. They're going to distract the people with bread and circuses. They're going to make you worry about baby formula, a manufactured crisis. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Did I show, did I, did I remember to link the article to the uh, Bill Gates bio milk? I thought Frankenmeat was bad, but now we got Franken-tit juice. This is great. They're going to sit here and give your children, because you're all starving, because you don't breastfeed your child, because we told you that that was wrong. Pfizer made that statement, right? And then the FDA says you can't make your own. And then they manufacture a crisis by shutting down the production of uh, formula. Lo and behold, the magic artificial breast milk by Bill Gates. Tell me. The men who sit here and contribute with this organization, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and Mark Zuckerberg, contributed to a business back in 2020 to develop artificial breast milk. Are you taking that? The lizard, the Amazon box robot, and fucking Bill Gates pestilence himself? I don't fucking think so. Chock full of vitamins. Right mind would BC and Moderna. Bill Gates. <laughs> who? The same people who lined up to get their booster shots. The same the people. Same, that the same people who, with starving <clears throat> children, will get on Twitter or get on Instagram or get on TikTok when women are saying, hey, this is what we used back in the 60s, and then mock them saying, you're stupid hillbilly hick, while their own children are starving because they refuse to see the truth. That is who will believe everything that Bill Gates says. And that is not just liberals. 
And if you really wanted to like take this and look at it as a whole, you look back in the 60s and earlier and moving up, there were, I mean, obviously they didn't know what it was, but there weren't as many cases of autism. There wasn't many, we had pesticides, we had all this other shit and there weren't as many fucking problems. Now they're saying, don't take any of this stuff. It's not going to work. It's your hillbilly black magic bullshit doesn't work, but they're going to shove a fucking, uh, you know, a vaccine, which has, uh, more most of it you know has no fucking stopping power whatsoever into this manufactured fucking breast milk and shove it down our fucking throats well Um, i mean how long uh, here's what i don't get these people it, it boggles my brain and it really beggars belief Yes, I got to use that line. I forgot about that word, and I love it because it's in the video. But it beggars belief because we did this. We made our own formula for generations, and we thrived with it. But suddenly now, you're hoodoo, witch doctor, bullshit, conspiracy theorist for doing it? All right, hold on. I have to. You mean they had Infamil back in the 1800s? No, as a matter of fact, they did not. Now, I'm going to give you a very basic recipe. If you're in our audience and you have children who are starving or you can't find breast milk, I am going to share with you a video. There is a woman on TikTok. She is a lovely woman who is a prepper and a canner, and she she believes in the old school. She has been giving alternate methods. Her The name of her channel, if you're looking to spread a message, if you know people who are starving and you want to spread the message, her TikTok channel is the Prep Stetter, and I'm going to play a video. I want you to listen to how easy this is. Hold on, I got while we're doing that, Kate, we got an email. Oh. Uh-oh. We got an email. Somebody contacted us with a question. And I could think of no better time to bring up this particular question. Somebody wants life advice. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm going to read it, okay? Oh, no. and, and we're all going to give our input. But, Kate, I think you are specifically tailored for this question. Oh, boy. Ready? Ready? Uh-huh. Here we go. <clears throat> no, you're not. My girlfriend started an OnlyFans two months ago. And after one month, she only had one follower. And it was me. She was upset, and I felt bad for her. I decided to create multiple accounts and subscribe to her so she would be happier and more encouraged to continue with her journey. Recently, over the past few few weeks, she has been messaging one of my accounts, which uses a very handsome male profile picture, and she has been hinting at meeting up with him. I don't know what to do right now. Do I tell her the truth about what I'm doing or continue pretending to be this guy to avoid upsetting her? She mentioned being willing to fly out to meet this dude. I think her heart would be broken if I told her. What do I do? That bitch is cheating on you. Leave her. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Wait, hold on. Technically, that bitch is cheating on you with you. (laughs) Uh, So... Uh, everyone knows I have an OnlyFans, and one of the things that I'm very strict upon when I talk to 
the men on there is that I do not meet up with people. Uh, some girls do it. I judge no one. I don't care. But uh, I am also in a relationship and the, work the life and work said, life well, and personal life is different. Wait, work wait, life wait. and personal life is different. And the first thing that he had said when I said, you know, I make my money from social media and OnlyFans. And he said, do you meet up with anyone? And I said, no. And he says, okay. Wait, wait, wait. You don't meet up with anybody? Do you think I meet up with people? <laughs> you hurt his feelings. You know he on. left. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to give him advice. But I'm going to make the observation that you are the cuckiest of all cucks. You cucked yourself. <laughs> like, how the fuck does that even happen? What, what bothers me about this email is that the question is, uh, do I tell her the truth about what I'm doing or continuing pretending to be this guy to avoid upsetting her? And then continues it with, I think her feelings would be hurt if if she couldn't meet up with this guy. Dude, so, there's no winning. <laughs> you, you've wait, got, wait, wait. You've got Bitchy McCuckerson. Huh? What'd Which you one? say? <laughs> so you got Bitchy McCuckerson over here that's worried that he's going to hurt feelings. <laughs> My bigger question would be, why am I such a attractive guy on this particular account, but not in real life? Maybe I should, you know, learn a few things and make myself better. But on the same note, why are you sticking around with a girl that's willing to cheat on you with you? <laughs> it's like this is fucked. He's paying her multiple swingers, times. Though? Huh? Yeah. Are they swingers though? Because I understand some people live a different lifestyle, and that's totally fine. No, I don't think they're swingers. I don't think they're if, swingers. if they were swingers, then it wouldn't. He wouldn't be asking the fucking question. The, how many accounts is he making, and how much money is he paying her? Like, holy yeah, fuck! Why do we just cut out all the middlemen <laughs> and pay her directly? Like, it just says multiple accounts, and it doesn't say what her subscription fee is. <laughs> I mean, it's... he's such a good guy, and then to have her—no, he's not. I I would see that as like a good like that's an amazing boyfriend if he's willing to do that to make her happy and then she's no. willing to stab him in the back by like trying to meet up. Let, with him let's that's test a, that theory, Kate. I have a I have I have I have to make an announcement. All of us here have we each have fifteen OnlyFans and they're subscribed to you. Does that make you feel better or worse about your OnlyFans career? <laughs> Because if you sit here and think you're doing really well, and then surprise, I'm your only person. That's gonna that's gonna destroy that ego. She's counting the money, then she gets a picture of a uh, like a handsome guy in the profile picture. Is like, oh, I'm gonna trade this fucking welcome mat in for this dude who's got the money to fucking pay me, and he's better looking. Kate, I love you. You know this. You're my wifey. All right, we uh, let's get that out of the way. And I mean, no disrespect. Uh oh. A good man is not a man incapable of violence. A good man is not impotent. And this dude is the exact definition of fucking impotent. You're cucking yourself. You are literally putting your. That's not a good man. What that is is a sad little basement dwelling boy that thought that he flashed some cash. And he gets a mass. 
All right. Any other time, no, hold on a second. Any other time, if this would happen, we would tell that man he is a whore or or we would make fun of him for being fucking desperate. So what if it was your girlfriend, though, and she made an OnlyFans, and let's say, like, she wasn't doing it for much money, and it was, like, something that she was doing for her own confidence. And he never intended to tell her. He just wanted her to... Like get a confidence boost. That shit went out the door when she started flirting and so, trying to think she's yeah, gonna meet up. Meet up. Uh, yeah, I, well, I yeah, would agree I with you, but the moment person. that she turned on <laughs> him and went to the because she doesn't know that they're fake accounts. She yeah. went to him. It would be different if she knew and she appreciated it as a kind gesture, right? But the moment that she started to flirt and talk about flying out to meet this dude, nope. First oh, yeah. of all, that that meetup for me, I would make that meetup in fucking Nome, Alaska. And when she flew out there, there'd be a yard sale with all her shit. <laughs> a one-way ticket no. to fucking Alaska. Nome, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'll meet you. I'm, I'm a billionaire in Alaska. You're more than yeah. welcome to come live with me. Buy a one-way <laughs> ticket. I'll pay for it for you. Okay, you okay. can pick it up at the airport. Meow, yeah. Nobody's there. I'm okay, let bad. me put it. Let me put it to I'm you this way. I'm only available in February, Nome. <laughs> so, so let me put it to you this way, Freya. What would you? What advice would you give me if I was the one in this position? I'd tell you to leave her ass, but I would think that you are the better person than she is. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because I would hope to God you'd tell me to quit being a fucking moron. Well, I would too, but. All right. But- yeah, let, let's not ever doubt the fact that Kate would call your ass out in a heartbeat. Yeah, let's, let's pump the brakes for a second, all right? <laughs> she First would off, call Kate. you the simp. The king of simps. Yeah, she let's does this it. anyway, so let's carry yeah, on. The second that you found out that this guy was more or less, as Chum says, a fucking passive cuck, you would be out of there so fucking fast. And, and you know you would be. You you would be like you like masculine men, right? Yeah. And you and not push like who are a little sensitive, but not push over fucking douche lords. Okay, all right, you hold be on out a, there second. In a second. Right? Bjorn, Bjorn, Bjorn. What you were trying to say was that would be the time when you say it's time to end this lesbian relationship and for us both to see other men. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, like, I will no longer scissor you. I am. <laughs> I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was our one piece of fan mail this week. So, oh, this uh, is someone that we know. No, no, no. well, well it's somebody who listens to the podcast. They if they wish to remain strongly. anonymous. So I'm not yeah, going. Yeah, kind of. After this reaction that we had, I would want to remain anonymous. I'm sorry, dude. If you want, reach out to me, and I will teach you how to, you know, get your balls to drop and be a man. Okay, we'll be fine. You know what I said, Kate. Whoever you are, I have respect for you. Mark, what don't. were you saying? I said it was signed Stronghand. I don't know. You stop it! <laughs> <laughs> it's the Stronghand! All right. Oh, okay, look, 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 look. Back to the she important part. You. She respects oh, you. God. I want you to know, with from the bottom of my heart, with every bit of sincerity, and as disrespectfully as possible, grow the fuck up. Be a man. I would say cancel all those subscriptions, subscribe to Kate, and find out how a nice real woman treats people. She's not going to meet up with you. 
And then uh, kick that uh, bitch to the curb. Kick rocks with no socks. Kick rocks with no socks. Okay. <laughs> All right. Back to the the uh, the the TikTok that I want to share because I think that you know we talked about some heavy stuff and let's give some hope. You know we we made fun of some anonymous guy on the internet and. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, anonymous guy. You made my night. So we're going to sit here and we're going to play this TikTok. I want those of you who are struggling to feed your children or those of you who are who know people who are struggling to pass this information along. It is Prep Stetter, Prep Stetter on TikTok. Baby formula. Moms with infants, I need you to stop scrolling. You shouldn't have to worry if your baby's going to eat. I'm going to show you an emergency formulation that will help you get through hard times. You're going to need sugar or Cairo syrup, distilled water, clean quart, and evaporated milk. You're going to need two and one-fourths cup of water, two tablespoons of sugar, and one full 13-ounce can of evaporated milk. You'll heat your water until blood warm. Mix that in with your sugar or your Cairo syrup. Stir until your sugar or Cairo syrup is fully combined. Then you're going to combine your evaporated milk. This will give you one quart or 32 ounces of emergency formula. This is not a substitute for commercial formula or breast milk. This is just an emergency supply. This is what grandma used to do long before commercial formula was a thing. I also added some vitamin D drops. You can find this at your pharmacy or your pediatrician can get these to you. Mix until fully combined, put on a lid and then refrigerate. Anything unused after three days should be disposed of. There is a soy option that I'm going to be giving, and I'm also going to do an option with goat milk. I really oh, hope this God. helps. I love goat milk. No, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I just want to point out that the reason I made that face is my grandpa liked goat milk, and I like goat milk. But my grandpa decided that he didn't give a damn if the billy goat was in with the rest of the goats. So all you could taste was a fucking billy goat the entire goddamn time you drank any of that. Yeah, fuck. I'm from Sorry. New York. I don't know what a Billy Goat tastes like, but I was just gonna say it's um, like that priest when you were nine. <laughs> a sperm. Was eight and a half, and he told me. No, 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 no. Um, okay, Billy Goats pee over. Okay, just just farm lesson for the city slickers. Billy Goats have a very strong smelling urine that they spray to mark their territory, and they do it everywhere. And the female goats don't give a damn. They eat, a, they eat it, but the problem is it's a lot like a catfish. It gets into the milk, and you can taste that aroma. And it doesn't matter what you mix with it. You could Grandma tried fixing it, and she, she made a chocolate cake, and I love chocolate. Chocolate is life. Not a religion. It is life. And I refuse to take more than a bite of that disgusting shit. So, for those of you out there, if you're gonna raise goats, keep the fucking Billy somewhere to fuck else besides where you're milking. What I was gonna say besides that was the fact that not only was that informational, but she had a very calming voice. It was also almost how Pop started the podcast yesterday. Yeah. Like, you know, very I, 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 want, I want you to know that if you are afraid of canning or you think that we're too intense with our our dire warnings and our preps and stuff like that. She is a 
she is a prepper, but she is a homesteader first. She always <laughs> talks with that same type of voice. She t gives canning tips and all of this stuff, how to can meats and vegetables and all of this stuff. She is probably a better introduction to preserving food than we are. Because we're like, buy beans, bullets, and Bibles, bitches! Because the world's going to fucking end! What do you mean you didn't get wheat, you idiot? You're going to die! <laughs> Whoppers don't grow on trees, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Next time we do one of these roundtables, I hope we just, uh, we just should have come up with some random topics this time we did the the movie but oh, no 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 then the next time we do it there will be no topic that oh. you guys will know about i'm just gonna throw them out Ooh, that should be fun i'm gonna be honest with you though i don't usually say this because i'm not a huge movie buff if you've got a chance uh if you want I'm going to go ahead and plug the, the Telegram group. If you want, you've got to watch it. Like, I don't usually watch things more than once. I watch this thing three different times because it's staggering. And it will open your eyes to a whole new world. And you realize that what you thought might have been secure definitely wasn't. And if you thought it was insecure, you had no idea and barely scratched the surface. You almost, you really, honestly, like, I want to go back and watch it again. You really, there's a lot going on. And there's a lot to see, and there's so much to take in that watching it one time, you I don't think you could really grasp. I mean, you get it, but you won't really grasp the magnitude. the severity of the numbers. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. I watched it one time at four and a half times speed. So yeah. I guess I can't say anything. Mine was at <laughs> mine's at two and then three. I didn't get to four. That's because Dinesh always like his voice grates at four. Like I couldn't understand him. He sounded squeaky. I'm the one who listens to TikToks, audiobooks, podcasts, and you guys all at the same time over my headphones. That's because you're a fucking wizard. I'm not, not a, a wizard, wizard, Harry. <laughs> Use the force, Harry, said Gandalf. Now I've pissed off all the nerds. Yeah, you, you Fair. really. Uh, we, we really do need to have another conversation, though, sometime Oh, uh, we can't do it tomorrow. Maybe we'll have to do it sometime next week when we get closer. Well, to, we were good. We were gonna do the deep state one or the the deep fakes tomorrow, but there's a lot of news coming out that I really want to cover that I think is more important than having a goofy video or uh, a goofy episode. Yeah, but we, we, we'll manage to make it goofy just in case, anyway. Well, I mean, we could do another roundtable tomorrow, but you know, on the live. Just bring them in earlier and do it instead of a council of fuckery. Do the whole roundtable discussion. Now, I don't know if this is appropriate or not. Uh, if not, he can be mad at me later. But uh, you said something earlier, and I, I want to I wanna actually say positive vibes and our thoughts and prayers. Go to one of our regulars that's always that usually shows up every Friday. Uh, Phoenix going through a hard time. We won't get into it, but I just everybody, if you can throw a positive vibe his way, that would be awesome. Love you, Phoenix. I'm sure so Reverend Chum Jones will get to you later, Phoenix. You get a pass today. <laughs> but there's a there's a lot of news and stuff going on, and uh, I want to get into more of that 
the the who thing because I don't think people realize how serious that actually is. That that will be the focus because that is literally giving up the sovereignty of the United States to a foreign organization. They couldn't do it in Obama's time. They could not pass the small arms treaty because the people wouldn't stand up for it or wouldn't wouldn't back off. They were paying attention. And now they've made us so miserable that we're not paying attention. And they're going to throw UFOs in the process. So, with that being said, uh, thank you for joining us on another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tia. And we're going out with the same way we came in. Against all